Surprise, Meshbuka. Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It's the Jewish matchmaking edition. You heard that right, Mom. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife, co-host, and resident Gentile. It's the one and only Teresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? I have a lot of questions for you, so I hope you are ready to answer them as the Jewish in the family, in uh, our little family. Let's, let's see if I can uh, travel back in time to, to Temple Beth David and answer those questions for you. Yeah, guys, you saw the title. You heard the intro. This is Jewish Matchmaking, the show to grace our screens via Netflix and not a show we were going to cover originally. A show we were gonna watch. We're gonna watch. We maybe was gonna we were gonna do a bonus or so, but then John had a great idea to do it because when we do things related to the Czech Republic, because I'm Czech, it's exciting because I have a point of view. And this is the same thing for John. Absolutely. He has a point of view, and then we were like, let's just do it all. I, I was immediately transported back to to the altar with my friend Ross. Go. <laughs> <laughs> And the, That's Jew- a name. <laughs> and the Jew Tang clan. And I thought, man, yeah, this is nostalgic and, and I need to cover this. What? Is Ross a Jewish name? Because Ross on Friends also was Jewish. Yeah. Ross um, and Monica are Jewish. The only Rosses I know are fellow Jews. And so I'm going to go out on a limb and, and say, yeah, it is a Jewish Interesting. name. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here we are. Couldn't be more excited. There are eight episodes in this series. They all dropped at once on Netflix. That's how Netflix likes to do it. Eight eight nights of Hanukkah. It should have been eight nights of Jewish oh. matchmaking, but no. But we are going to give you eight days of Jewish matchmaking. We're going to sprinkle it out over two weeks. We're going to do yes. four episodes a week. This is your first episode. This is your first episode of the first round. Yes, and then so you'll get four episodes this week, and then you'll get four episodes next week. Yes, did we decide on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? I think I that think, sounds nice. I think it sounds nice, yes. Because it's the Sabbath on Friday, and we got to take it off, Teresa. Exactly. It just makes sense, guys. And guys, I'm not Jewish, but... Yeah, I, a little by association. By associ- I'm, Jew- I'm fully Jewish by, by injection, association. if you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, turn I, this podcast off right now. She's so proud that I'm talking about my Judaism, but turn this podcast off right now. <laughs> but I also, I know, I know some, a thing or two about Judaism as I've experienced it my own way. I have a lot of Israeli friends from my opera days mm-hmm. and also a side of my family is Jewish. My uncle's Jewish. Your uncle through marriage. My is. uncle's through marriage. Yes. Yes. But He's my family. He's your family too now. So we have two fellow Jewish in the family. Plus your family. <laughs> okay. So just full disclosure. I told Teresa not not to not to lean in, not to not to come in hot with a hard J. Not to be like, oh yeah, I got Jews in the family. I'm like, it's different if I say it than if Teresa. So now she's walking on eggshells and she's being very cautious. And so now she doesn't know how to refer to. <laughs> You could say I have two Jewish family members. Yeah, I was just going to say two Jewish family members, plus your whole family. So more, even more. But I meant like close family. Yes, yes. It's you and it's my uncle and it's your parents. So I have a lot of Jewish family members. Yes. 
just uh, so, yes. Oh, poor Teresa. All right, we'll see if we can get through this. I don't want to, no one, no one cancel Teresa if she says. Yeah, don't cancel me. I'm just curious. And here's the thing. As I said, I know a thing or two, and especially about. A thing or Jew? Thing or Jew, yes. You see, you can say things like this. I can say whatever I want, Teresa. I I got bar mitzvah, baby. Well, we'll get there. But a friend of mine, who, who her name is Liras, and she was my first opera friend. She is an Israel, Israel girl from Israel, and she mm-hmm. was a religious Jew. And she taught me so much because I had no idea. I didn't know what the Shabbat was. I didn't know nothing. And she lived two houses down with a, a different family, right, from mm-hmm. mine. And every Friday night, because I was 20 at the time, and she kept the traditions. So every Friday night, I got to her house before Ooh, seven, I think. Shabbat She had this whole spread ready. Mm-hmm. Her family had everything on a timer, lights, everything, yeah. so she didn't have to touch it. Mm-hmm. And I was doing Shabbat with her. That's because fun, again, I couldn't of. go out, and then she also couldn't go out. All right. And so I know a lot when it comes to this from Luras. Laras, how do you say her? L I R A Z. I called her Laras. Uh, another Jewish Ross. Laras. <laughs> but yeah, one. she was my first opera friend and my first uh, big Jewish experience. If I but you had may your uncle. say, you had your yeah, uncle but too. you know, my uncle isn't religious, so True. I never experienced anything with him. And you, you probably had only seen or spent time with your uncle a handful of times, yes, right? Because yes. he was in America, you yeah. were in Czech until you became an au pair yeah. and then spent more time. Yeah, there. so I, All I, right. I, I, I've experienced a, a thing or two. Let's All just let's right. just move forward. But I have so many questions. I found this super interesting and super. Uh, educational because guys, John doesn't tell me anything really. Well, in full disclosure, I was, religious. I was raised Jewish. I was raised going to temple every Friday night. I was bar mitzvah, but then after my bar mitzvah, I was an adult and I could make my own decisions. And I said, I don't really want to do this, so I, I left the temple. Well, yes, but okay, let me go back. It's not like John didn't tell me anything. John tells me stories, right? But because he is not religious and neither is his family, we I don't we don't talk about those details of like, oh, right. how did you celebrate Shabbat? Because you didn't. No. No. Yeah, we so went to we I went meant. to we that's went to temple, but we didn't hit the lights and, and do that yeah. whole thing. But yeah, you've actually brought more tradition back into yeah. into my life. We now light the menorah. We do a little matzo ball soup once in a while because you're a big fan of tradition, and I yeah. do. I do like the traditional aspect of Judaism. So yeah, and that's yes. the same thing for Christmas. Not to mix these two up, but I'm not religious. However, I love Christmas because it's a tradition for me, and that's why I wanted to bring your tradition back. All right, I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into episode one, and it starts with us meeting Eliza Ben Shalom which I'm pretty sure is my dad's Hebrew name. So Shalom. Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, (laughs) Teresa. I I already feel akin to Eliza Ben Shalom over here. She's a matchmaker. She's a dating coach. She's helped over 200 couples get to the chuppah. Yeah. Could we say that the arch we had was a chuppah? You could not. Okay. But it was chuppah adjacent. Okay. Although we did do the, we did the breaking of the glass. We mixed 
we blended our traditions in a way. Not all of them. They're more Czech traditions, but we just couldn't do it all. And there's more Jewish traditions, but we didn't Absolutely. Do them all. We did uh, stepping on the glass, what yes. you did. Mazel tov. And then we had our Shalom Slivovica with our close family members. At the altar, exactly. Yes. And we were married by my aunt and uncle, Czech and a Jewish person. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's, I mean, let him let it fly. Hit him with the hard J. Okay, I'm. Yeah, this is this is gonna be tough. But you <laughs> don't have had this whole conversation about it, and well, I'm just. I just said it, it's 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 not necessarily what you say; it's how you say it. And yeah, so, and I yes. say it with love. Yes, everything I say, guys, is with love. You're married. I mean, you're married. To yeah, long, and I fully, so. I fully mean it. All yes. right. Okay. So, no, it's not a chupa. But every time I hear that word or say that word, I am reminded of one of my favorite scenes in Meet the Parents when Kevin is <laughs> Kevin's making the altar and the chupa. He's, he's putting all that lacquer on. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is, uh, this is the altar where so-and-so is going to get married. Or as you would say, Greg, a chupa. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, a fellow Jew. All right. So, yes, we meet. We meet Aliza Ben Shalom. Her mission is to spread the Jewish wisdom to the world. Yes, and I like that she said that no matter how Jewish you are, meaning the level of religion, you are all Jewish, and let's just bring these Jewish singles together. Yeah, yeah. As I as I like to say, a lot of us are Jew-ish. Like we're not we're not Jewish. <laughs> we're Jew-ish. And and that's how I would would categorize my level of religion. Okay, I like it. You see, I didn't think about it at all. Yeah. I I remove the God. I take God out of it. Yeah. But hit me with a couple latkes and I'm in. And I hit you with latkes once a year. Oh, yeah. More than once a year. (laughs) Hit me, baby, one more time. You remember? And then we celebrated Passover once with my family. got that right. And with their friends. And it was wild. It was this whole event that I've never been part of. And I really liked it. And my uncle loved it. And, And that's something that my mom has always said. And I felt when we did Passover with your family and their friends and what Danny says here, which is the first single we meet. Miami. She's in Miami, bitch. And she says... I've been here for six to eight months. Which what does it even mean? What? Which is it, Danny? <laughs> but she's very bad with numbers and time because then she goes, "I was born in LA, but when I was ten or eleven, we left." It's like, <laughs> figure it out, girl. But she said in Miami, when people find out I'm Jewish, the community it's so welcoming. They bring me in, and my mom has said that about the temple and about the community since as long as I can remember, which is. She's not religious either, my mom, but she just loved how no matter where you go, if you go to a temple, they welcome you. They bring you in. And that's how I felt with your uncle and his friends. Yeah. It was a room full of people we never met, but because we were there to celebrate and I'm one of the tribe, I felt welcomed. Like I felt like I was with my aunt and uncle and my grandparents, right? Yeah. So that's what Danny feels, just the welcoming nature of the community. I love it. Yes. So, as I said, born in L.A., but moved to rural California when it was closer to bat mitzvah time. Yeah, just just for her to, just, the right, just what's the saying? Just in the right time for her to ride in mm-hmm. on a white horse. That's extra. 
Did I did I say that right? Yeah, just in time for her to just in time for ride her. in on that on that. What did you ride in on um, my, for on, your bar mitzvah? On my two penny loafers. I don't know what it is. Uh, two shoes. Oh. Okay. There was no special entrance for me. So let me pause right here for our friends and people who just don't know or I also had to learn. There are two. There's bar mitzvah and there's bach mitzvah. Bat, B-A-T. Yeah. B-A-R, bat. which is where you'll find me later tonight at the bar. Uh, and then bat, B-A-T. So oh, okay. Bar. Oh, I thought it was a bach. Uh, you could put a little Yiddish on it, yeah. yeah. Um, bar for the for the gentlemen, yes, and bat for the ladies. Any duties when you're 13? Yeah. Can yeah. you tell friends like what exactly is it? Like you're 13, you can't really party hard, or can you? Oh, it's a party. So w- why do you celebrate it? It's it's you're becoming an adult. It is. At 13? Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, start them young, Theresa. Can you have? Uh, okay, I'm not gonna go with that. You're gonna say, can you have sex? Yeah. If you're an adult uh, on your bar mitzvah night, mine was not that. Mine <laughs> did was you, not, did nah. you get late at your, <laughs> <laughs> on your did, bar uh, mitzvah night? <laughs> no, but I did give out a gift that said I danced my pants off at John's bar mitzvah, and it was a pair of boxers. But no, my night entailed a game of Coke and Pepsi, a couple dance moves, some electric slide, and the, an inflatable guitar. Is it the for? Is it the party that you were wearing the large hat? That was someone else's environment. Oh, okay. I have great, I have great photos of John. Great photos of John. Yeah, and she's not talking about the yarmulke. That different. That's no. a small hat. <laughs> John was, was like a cat in a hat. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. I've never been to. I've been to somewhat extra bar mitzvahs, but never one that involved livestock. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've one thing about America that we always hear. On all these rom-coms, it's like, oh my gosh, like I got a pony for my sweet 16. Yeah. And we always made fun of it in the Czech Republic because we thought, first of all, why celebrate 16? You cannot do shit. And also a pony? Who has a pony? No, we make fun of that here too. Okay. If you get I, it, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. In so. Czech, we celebrate 15 because that's when you are adult officially. You get your ID card. Okay. Which is not helpful, but you can be, then if you do something... You can be charged. I think you can have sex Jeez. legally. Oh. Yeah. And then 18 is when everything opens for you. Okay. All the door. All the door open for it you. It all goes back to sex in Europe. I mean, hello. Hello. All right. Let's talk about Danny. I like she uh, she gives us the rundown about her background. Yes. She's South African. Her family's from South Africa. Yes. So she is South African Jew, she says. But she said she's Ashkenazi Jew. I know. Which is Eastern European. I know. I'm Ashkenazi. Yes. And yeah, so there's Ashkenazi, there's Sephardic. Ashkenazi is primarily Eastern Europe. My family is from Belarus. Uh, Sephardic is like Spain, uh, North Africa. Yeah, Morocco apparently, Morocco. although that was new to me. So I would have thought, if, if you asked me prior to this episode, I would have thought South Africa would be Sephardic. But What about Israel? Oh, that's a good question. I would imagine that's Sephardic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she says she's Ashkenazi, right? Yeah, and... I- I can vouch for John being Ashkenazi, guys, because we did 23andMe. Oh, yeah. And it came back that he's 99.5% 
Eastern European and 0.5% African. Mm -hmm. But no, it said uh, Ashkenazi. Yeah, Ashkenazi. Yeah, yeah. it it literally said it in his 23andMe guy. So he's no lie. He's not lying to you. I'm not lying. All right. So her family celebrates the high holidays, which. Can you name the high holidays for our friends? Yeah, I sure can. I can name some. All right, you go and I'll fill in the rest. Okay, okay. So we have uh, Rosh Hashanah. There you go. Happy New Year. Then we have uh, Hanukkah. Uh, Hanukkah's not a high holiday. No, it is. I don't think so. Guys, go on. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite holidays, but I don't think it's considered a high holiday. I think it must be. No. It's the most famous one. Well, because it's the most fun, but I don't... I could be wrong, but... Uh, okay. No, no. Passover. Yes, you got that right. And what else? Um, Yom Kippur. Oh, Yom Kippur. Yeah, what is Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is the, the most serious. Okay. Yom Kippur is the most serious. That's the one you're fasting. Oh, okay. Um, we so could not do if, that. if you know any, <laughs> if you know, if you have Jewish friends or family, don't say like happy Yom Kippur because it's not happy. It's a day of atonement. You're what do you su- say? You're, you say have an easy fast. Oh. Um, because you're fasting and you're seeking forgiveness for the sins. Okay. And so it's a, it's a more serious yeah, Hanukkah is the celebration, right? That's the miracle. That's the festival of lights. So I would still think that's a high holiday. No, no, it's. I don't think it's considered a high holiday, but interesting. It is an important one in, in every young Jewish child's life. Or older Jewish. Yeah. Any Jewish. Uh, any Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Danny's kosher. That's the other big thing we learn about her. Ah. Uh, okay. She, I think she was kosher until she until she had her in and out cheeseburger. Good point. Yes. And I remember when I had my first in and out and it was with you. Neat. Yeah, I remember that very well too. And he, here's how I feel about fast food burgers. They all taste the same to me. I don't like fast food burgers and I'm not the biggest fan of fancy burgers. I love diner burgers okay. with a lot of mushroom and melted cheese and waffle fries. Okay. So I couldn't I couldn't disagree with you more. I would say I can categorize all fast food burgers together. Like I don't think, oh, one is healthier, one is that much better than the other, but they all taste different. Burger King tastes different than McDonald's. Shake Shack tastes different than Wendy's. They all taste different. Yes, but I, I just don't find it like... Everyone's like, oh my gosh, like, did you have a shake check? Yes, I did. I mean, it was good. It's but, pretty good. But it's not, it, it, I don't crave it. I do, however, crave, mm. uh, there's a buffalo in, uh, in the Montana logo. Girl. Yes. Oh. That burger is very good. Interesting. It is good. I don't, I don't crave it. I would probably crave it. Oh, I crave it. I crave it. I oh. crave it. If we drink too much on Friday night, on Saturday night, I want to go to Ted's Montana. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yes. But in and out changed Danny's world and Danny's view on kosher. Yes, because part of being kosher, you can't have pork. You can't have shellfish. It's it's and, considered unclean. And then you cannot have red meat and cheese. You can't have you can't mix meat and cheese. So that whole thing is it comes from a verse in the Torah about not cooking a kid in its mother's milk. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. 
I've been to a lot of kosher kitchens and it's wild. Things okay. are just separated yes. in a way that they just don't touch each other ever. Yes. It's, I can't imagine it's easy. I've never been kosher. I had a friend who was kosher. I, I have, Luras was kosher, uh -huh. but I also had a, my Mexican friend and she lived with a very, very religious Jewish family and they had to show her how to cook and oh, how yeah. to approach the kosher lifestyle. Yeah. No, it's it's serious business, um, Araceli. Oh, my God. I, could, I almost forgot her name. Oh. My Mexican friend, Araceli. We mm. were a group. Sounds it was, more Italian to me. It but, was okay. Liras from Israel, Araceli from Mexico, me from Czech, yeah. and Echazo from the northern part of Spain. And a regular United Nations. I, I loved it. It was, my, it was my first international group of friends. All right. So that's sort of the Danny rundown from South Africa, yes. Ashkenazi, um, family was kosher. She left that lifestyle once she tasted the sweet, sweet nectar of In-N-Out and she became less observant. Yeah. And she said, I'm 100% myself. For some reason, guys don't love it. And if they do, they just don't love it enough. Yes, she is a special type of person, and you could tell by the way she made an entrance into her bat mitzvah that she was a special type of person, and I think that's carried with her throughout young adulthood into adulthood. For sure. She is a little extra, and that's okay. A little extra, so much so that she has an Instagram account for her eyebrows. Yeah, I mean, her brows are nice. Her, her brows are on fleek, I think. Are the kids still saying on fleek? I've never heard it. So, Kids are not saying it anymore, I guess. Um, I assume she's in her mid-20s. They didn't say her age. Okay. I, I raised my eyebrows when I found out she had an Instagram account for her eyebrows. That's a lot, but you do you. You do you. you if do I you. had beautiful eyebrows, maybe. Maybe. You got nice I would take nice my brows on the road. You got nice brows. <laughs> so... She has a potential match. Aliza introduces Danny digitally to her potential match, David. David, 31, from Miami, which All was right. also important. All right. Good bros. It seems like Solid he is bros. good bro because that was her thing. She wants to be a bro power couple. Mm -hmm. Brow. Brow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bro is like, what's up, bro? A, a brow power couple. Yeah. Um, and and he's, he's got the potential for that. He does. But he's Sephardic Jew. You got he's that an right. Ashkenazi. Not. No. Right. He started the Miami Sephardic Club. That, yeah. This is how Sephardic he is. Look how Sephardic I've come. My baby. <laughs> um, so there's, there's that difference there, but it's not a deal breaker for It's Danny. not, and it shouldn't be. And so far, all these singles said... We all are Jewish, right? It doesn't right. matter if I'm Ashkenazi, I'm Sephardic, I'm Orthodox. Like we all are Jewish, and that's that's it. Danny cares more about the dick than the Sephardic, I would say. Yeah, and the bro, and bro, the bros. The bros. Yeah, I think it was Eliza who said there's about 15 million Jews in the world, and that means there's 15 million different ways to be Jewish. I love, you know, what? I, I love that so much. I couldn't agree because more. because you are Jewish in your own way. And everyone is. I don't think that is unique to Judaism. I feel like there are 12 million Czechs and there's 12 million different ways to be Czech. Like, it just means that people are individuals. Yeah, for And sure. everyone does things a little bit differently. Very true. And I think you should respect that. Absolutely. All right. So should we get, should we get to this first date with David? Okay. Let's get to this first date. 
I'm just gonna make a statement that obviously I'm a married woman now, so no, who cares? Oh boy, I know what's coming. I would never go on a first date to have a meal. Oh, I thought you were gonna say David was looking fine. No, okay. I was just gonna say going on a first date over a meal, and I've done it once, yeah. and it was very awkward. Yeah, it's just you don't have a way out. You can chug a drink and say, oh, my gosh, like my boss just texted me. I got to go and get the work done. Or, like, oh, my gosh, my roommate forgot her keys. Like, I got to get out of here, right? Yeah. If you're eating, you're eating. And if it's awkward, it's awkward and you have to sit through it. Well, they split a steak. So you could say, you know what? I'm full. You can finish it and then you can leave. Which was very Okay. I know that's even more intimate than just ordering your own meal. But it seemed like that. This steak they prepared for them looked like it, it's meant to be shared. And okay. I almost felt like it was on the menu, like, to sh- you know how some menus have to share? Mm-hmm. Because you don't just split a steak. And first, when yeah, she you don't said sp- it. You don't split a filet mignon. Yeah, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why, why are you even asking? But I'm pretty sure it was one of those, like, nice places. They have these large meals. For example, the meal isn't 30 bucks. It's 90 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it says to share. Right, for and the I table. That's what it was because it looked like it. All right. So they go halves on a steak. They go halves on a bottle of wine. Having a nice time getting to know each other. But first red flag is that David only pours for himself. So this is interesting because I think there may be an art to this. Or maybe I'm overthinking and maybe David was overthinking. But all right. The water, sure. Pour for your lady. If I'm on a first date and I'm pouring you wine after you finish your first glass does it come across a little aggressive like am i trying to get you liquored up am i trying to take advantage of you if every time i see a little room in your glass i fill it with alcohol no. that might be mm, i might be like whoa slow down i'm trying to keep my wits about me no but i would i would expect you to do but maybe i would i would expect you to say would you like more would you but like- even that's still pushy no, imagine I think we're sitting, I imagine we're sitting it, at a. I found it through that he didn't even offer. The water, I'm with you. Fill it up. But the drink, I don't know. In this day and age, if I'm trying to. Uh, encourage, don't even get me started on 2023. <laughs> Kids these days don't know how to have a good time. Um, if I'm like, oh, you want more wine? It's the polite thing to do, but I could see people misinterpreting it as take it easy. I'm not trying to get drunk here. So on our second day, when we were three or four beers in and I asked you if you want to have another one, did you? I thought you were trying to take advantage of me. Really? No. But that was 2016. That was a whole other time. <laughs> True. Um, the other the other thing that caught Danny's attention was the amount of time David spends at synagogue. Well, He's definitely more religious than she is. Yes. First of all, he started the Miami Safari Club. That's pre- Yeah, that means you're pretty passionate about religion. Yeah, but he said it's open to anyone, which is nice. That's all inclusive. But he goes to the synagogue every morning. It's a lot. That is a lot, but he just he almost sees it as a relaxing or... Um, it's meditative. Yeah, meditative. Which I could understand. I, I, I mean... Some people go to the gym every morning. Some people go to meditate every morning. Sure, I could see that, but it is tied to religion. So I could see why someone might think, oh, that's very religious of you. And I'm not that religious. This could be a thing. Yeah. But as we learn a little later on that you can go from no religious to religious if you want. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Shall we move on? Yeah. Let's move on to our single person number two, Ori, 31, Ori. Los Angeles. Yes. So Ori's Israeli. Yes. And there's a big Israeli community in Los Angeles, but he feels like, oh, I've kind of exhausted all of these options. Yeah, he feels like he knows and met everyone. Yeah. And so he's been in the U.S. for 20 years. He reminds me a lot of my friend from high school who's from Israel. Shout out to Nitsan, who's also living in California right oh, now. Oh, really? Yeah, I wonder if they know each other. Oh, probably. It's a, co- it's a, it's a, it's a small community. He knows everyone in the community. It's a small community. Yeah. We learn a couple well, things about Ori. It's a big Ori. community. It's a bit. Wow. How big can it be? The Jewish population is not big. It can't be that big. Well, okay. So, so we first, we meet Ori. I like the name, by the way. Okay. But I just could not. Anything with an R is hard for me. And, and it's an weird. R. <laughs> it's weird because my name has an R. In. Yeah. But we meet Ori and he's sitting in this gorgeous house. And I'm like, damn, what do you do for a living? Uh-huh. And so we found out he works with his mom, who owns a really good wedding business. An, ev- an event planning event business. Plan- I wonder if she does what Elisa does. Like, is it Jewish only or it's anyone? Elisa well, doesn't do wedding planning. No, no, no. But she is a Jewish matchmaker. Sure. So I'm asking if uh, they only do Jewish weddings. I don't think they would have a house of that size. As I said, the community is not that That's big. That's very true. All right. So they have I a- I could be wrong, but- They have a successful wedding planning business. He works with his mom and he also lives with his mom. So this is his <sighs> mom's house. Yeah. Yeah. He lives with his parents. Yes. And honestly- if I met the guy like this with his attitude, there would not not be a second date. Because he always says, oh, I'm so picky. I barely ever go on second dates. Dude, I would not go on a second date with you ever. No, he's a little too old to be living with mom and dad. A little too old? And, he's too old. And working for mom and dad. He's literally on his mom's nip. Get off the nip, bro. But in gen- like his mom pays him a salary. And I doubt that he pays for his living. Oh, I doubt it. So he's exhausted the Israeli community. He's gone on J-Swipe and Bumble with the Jewish filter on. But the algorithms don't like him. So he's turned to Elisa. Yes. And so we see a family dinner. It seems very traditional. They do some singing. Everyone's wearing a yarmulke. Shout out to that. But let me ask you this. Not everyone. Not there was, there a, was a guy sitting at the table who did not wear a yarmulke. You don't have to wear a yarmulke. You don't? No. Oh, so he was younger. I almost feel like he was maybe a teenager. Okay. Is it? Is there like an age gap? No, no. You you wear the yarmulke uh, from birth. But And is it up to you? Yeah, you don't have to wear a yarmulke if you don't want to. So why do you wear a yarmulke? It's, you just you cover your head. But it's, it's small. A, the yarmulke, you just got to cover the... But you just cover the bald spot. It's perfect, yeah, for that. But if you, is there a different, like a higher purpose? Yeah, of course there's a higher purpose than covering than vanity, Teresa. So tell me, what what is it? It's, it's uh, I don't know exactly, but it's, you, show, you show respect. You cover your head in the house of God. Right, one more question. Sure. I usually, the traditional yarmulkes are a little smaller, right? They just kind of cover. Uh-huh. But also, I've seen big yarmulkes that they almost like cover your whole head. Yeah. They, What's the difference? Just manufacturing? Yeah, it's a different style. Oh. They come in different fabrics. Uh, a lot of the kids 
get different sports teams put on their oh, yarmulke. You can, you can, so you can customize your yarmulke? You can customize your yarmulke. Sort of how you customize your mortarboard for graduation. Okay. You can customize your yarmulke. And it's I think it's just a, a way to get kids to wear it. Did you customize your yarmulke? I did not. I did not. And I only wore a yarmulke when I was forced to. I would try to get by without putting one of those bad boys on. But How do you keep it on the head? Bobby pins. Okay. Mine, I didn't need bobby pins. I have a, a pretty good head for a yarmulke. But like my dad, <laughs> who's got a little bit more poof to his hair. No, your head. Your dad has a broccoli hair. Yeah, he, he, uh, he's got to throw a couple bobby pins in. All right. All yeah. right. Learning. Learning a lot, guys. Yeah. No, I just think uh, yeah, you, you wear it. It's a sign of respect. And it, God's above you, right? God's above all mankind. So you plop that thing on and you, you show your respect to God. All right. Uh, there could be a higher purpose, more... More serious reason to it, but not that I've heard. So this is interesting. We see them having this great family dinner, doing some singing, wearing yarmulke, speaking Hebrew. And then we have Elisa coming over and we yeah. learn that they're not that religious. The family is not that yeah. religious. They don't keep kosher. They, right. oh, they love spork, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's more spiritual for him than religious. Sure, sure. And that's the interesting thing about Judaism is there is that separation between church and state, if you will. There is that separation between God and tradition, mm. right? You can get down on a, a matzo ball soup. You can get down on on some potato pancakes mm. and the tradition. Latkes. Latkes. Yeah, but you don't have to pray, right? Yeah. There, there are traditions that a lot of Jewish families do that, that remove God altogether. It's just the tradition that, that they follow. Yeah, and, it and seems we, like, do, we do, as we said, we do some. Yeah, and so it seems like that's a little bit of what's going down here because Ori says I'm more spiritual than I am religious, right? Yes, and so... Alisa comes over, she meets Ori, and of course his mom and his stepdad. Mm-hmm. Stepdad loves America. Stepdad. Loves America. Right. Again, they're they're from Israel. Yeah. So really the things they that Ori wants. You know why I said it? Because of the shirt? Yeah, no, his sweater has a the, ginormous the, American flag I on it. I think it was Ralph Lauren. Really? Yeah. Oh, I had a sweater from La, La, Ralph Lauren that was all American flag. Yeah, I okay. think that's what it was. Um so, yeah, so what they, what Ori wants is someone who speaks Hebrew. Yes. Someone, and yeah. Is Israeli. Is, right, not just Jewish, but Israeli. Although he wants to stay within LA, not yes. go back to Israel. Yes, and, but he wants someone who is, has blue eyes and blonde hair. This is where things take, take a little turn. And I have more than, I've met more people people from Israel than just Liraz. Just Liraz was my closest friend. Yes. Not even one of the girls had blue eyes and light hair. It's very rare. In the Jewish community, it's it's like finding a needle in a haystack. I know of two, maybe three girls actually who have blonde hair and blue eyes. But like pure blonde, like I'm pure blonde. I know, I wonder. I have green eyes, but. Yeah, maybe, I don't think they dyed their hair because I knew them in Hebrew school. So I don't think they were dyeing their hair when they were 10, 11. But, so I know a few, but they're not Israeli. Well, that's the thing. It's like if, let's say 
you and I are married, of course. You're Jewish. I'm not. But if I wanted to be Jewish, I could become Jewish. Well, it's just, yeah, it's a belief system. So you could convert, sure. Yeah. And uh, my friend converted. It's it's wild. It yeah. takes a lot of time and yeah. a lot of effort, which is great. But anyways, if we have kids, there is a chance our kids will be blonde with light eyes because that's how I look. But they right? wouldn't be Jewish. Well, I guess unless they you, would. Unless if, you that's converted. what I'm saying. Yeah, if yeah. I converted, right. they would be Jewish, but not Israeli. Correct. So I'm sure there are blonde Jewish girls with light eyes, but I doubt they're Israeli. Very unlikely. And Very then, unlikely. And then to make, to make the search even more difficult... Mom throws out, it'd be nice if she was Moroccan too. Whoa. Because mom is is Moroccan. And I this was very new to me. I thought that Morocco is a strictly Muslim country. No, I mean, nowhere is strictly. Even in Israel, there are other religions going on. Well, right? I, I, actually, Israel is one of the least religious countries in the world. There you go. Which is also mind-blowing. Together with the Czech Republic mm-hmm. and a few other European countries. But look at Ori. He's Israeli, yeah. but he's not very religious. Yeah. It's more that tradition. It's more the customs oh, than, yeah, it is, yeah. than it is the For religion. Sure. So, all right. We get to Ori's first date. He's a little nervous. He's sitting there a little nervous that he thinks, I'm going to be matched with a dud. Because we should say, Ori's a little full of himself. He is because he's like, well, I'm not saying I need a model, but if I if I am matched with a model, well... That's, that's fine with me. And he also said he only dates attractive women, only mm-hmm. dates hot women. Can I make a statement? Please. This I is your podcast. I don't find him attractive. I, I find him like a little boy who is on the nip. And I'd say if there was something, he's not ugly. He's not my type. But if I met him, I would be like, okay, eh, like, yeah, maybe there's something. And he told me that he works for his mom and lives with his mom. That would be a hard no for me. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he he is most guys that I went to Hebrew school with, except most of my friends left their their parents' home at age 18. Yeah, I think he's an average dude. He's he's not bad looking, but he's not he's not model material. I don't find him attractive. I just okay. I, I can't. But the fact that he lives with his parents and he works for his parents is you got to at some point make your own way. Yeah. Especially if you have such high expectations oh, that, for this that's woman. Exactly. If he's like living with his mom and he's like, I just need to get out of here and meet a, meet a nice girl and have kids. And I'll be like, all right, like you're trying. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's going to go on a date with Addy, but we'll talk about it in the next episode, guys. Yes. Yes. Okay. Single person number three. Harmony. Age 44. A.K.A. Jewish Barbie. She's a Jewish unicorn. Oh. She loves pink and every unicorn colors. She loves unicorns. She loves stuffed animals. She loves childish things like building a fort to have sex (laughs) in it. If Harmony was 10 years younger, this is who Ori would be looking for, I think. Maybe. This is the blonde hair, light eyes. So first, I thought they're going to match them. Right. Because because Harmony says she she usually dates younger guys. And I can see, like, she's very, very pretty lady. She takes care of herself. So I can totally see that she wants to have a kid. Mm -hmm. Ari wants to have a kid, too. He wants to have a family. So I first thought that they might be matched together. Not the case. 
So, yes, Harmony, 44. Here's what she's looking for. In a word, passion. She wants her humintashin to be on fire, if you know what I mean. Yeah, she basically wants to have someone who's good at sex. Yes. Let's just put it in a a perspective. Yes. Um, She's looking to blow that shofar, if you know what I mean. Harmony grew up in a non-traditional Jewish household. But... Her dad was orthodox. Mm-hmm. However, he decided to raise her differently so she has more options. Like, she can choose for herself. And that's what I think it was. I think dad was forced yeah. to be orthodox and saw, you know what? I don't like that. I don't like being told what to believe or how to believe. And so he made it a little bit looser for Harmony. But then she sort of found Judaism on her own yeah. in a more serious way. I mean, of course the dad was lucid. He named her Harmony. That's very true. It's a little too loose if you ask it's me. It's very like she she loves and also Harmony unicorns. She Har- is a unicorn. Harmony misspelled too. Was it? Wasn't it H R H A R M O N I E? Yes, it is. That's a misspelling of Harmony. So oh, very boy. loose. This man was very loose. Very um, loose. Aliza meets with Harmony. Yes. And we learn there's this thing, which we, this is not news to us, but analysis paralysis, right? You have so many options, you just kind of freeze. You don't know where to begin. News for me. I didn't know the term. All right. News for Teresa. So Harmony gets analysis paralysis. So she wants less options. There's, right, there's so many options out there now. You're on the apps. You're in real life. So many options. Just, Aliza, you take care of it. Just give me the one. Yeah. This will make life easier for Harmony. And we get her rundown. Yes. So she celebrates the high holidays. High holidays. She would like to do that with a man. Yeah. She craves the values and the traditions because she just spent a couple of weeks with her grandma who's 100 or is about to be 100. And they did the Rosh Hashanah, Shabbat. And that's what she wants at all. She wants a husband that she can do all these traditions with. Yeah. I wonder, and maybe it's not the case with her because she was raised in a more loosey-goosey Jewish household. But there's something, at least for me, I get to a certain age, I'm getting older, and I do like when we fire up the menorah now yeah. because it's a it's a bit of nostalgia. It brings me back to when I was 10 years old. It makes me feel young again. And so I don't know if that's what Harmony is experiencing because I'm sure she did even though it was a looser, a looser religious household or a little more relaxed, reformed, I'm sure she did it. And so then maybe it's just giving her this sense of nostalgia and she wants to continue doing that as she gets older. Maybe. Let me just tell our friends that you did not want to do the menorah, but I remember we talked about my aunt and uncle months before Hanukkah, that the Hanukkah we started, and then they sent us a Hanukkah gift that was a menorah. Yeah. And so you had no excuse. I was actually going to buy a menorah and just do it, but then we got it as a gift. It's a very fancy manure. I got to keep it clean. Takes a lot of time. It's a lot of work. But it's, I love it. I almost feel like it came and you're like, all right, let's do it. And then you, as you said, you learn to love it because it is nostalgic for you. And yeah. it's something new for me. Yeah. Okay. So Harmony says she wants a younger man. At first she says that. She goes, I'm 44. I'd like a younger man. But older is okay too. But only. Up to 80 years because she still wants to have her child. Up to what? Up to 80 years older. 
<laughs> not eight years old. Oh, Older. I thought you said 80. No. Oh, I was like, like huh? Plus 80 years. Is eight. Yes, that's you what I'm saying. saying. You keep adding an E after no, eight. No, eight. Correct. Plus eight years is yes. eight years stops yeah. because she still wants to have a kid and she had a test. She has a healthy vagina and everything inside of it. You got that right. So she's ready to rock and roll mm-hmm. and she just needs someone who's going to rock and roll with her. Yes. And she really does want to rock and roll. She's talking about travel and this and that. And yeah. it's like, okay, pause. You're asking for a lot here. You're saying you want a child. You're saying you want to travel the world. I think maybe we pause the travel dream. And and focus on the family dream. Well, she said she wants to travel with a child, which I also want to travel with a child right. if we have one. But yes, like for sure, pause. Because let's say for us, we've been together for years, we're married, right? If we do have a kid, then, oh, we've already, we've done the getting to know each other and all that. So you don't, not that you don't need to do it, but yeah, but for her, she probably wants to have a kid soon. So it would take up some of the time of getting to know someone fully. Absolutely. So that's why I think Alisa was like, well, let's pause on some of the other things. Let's focus on the fa- grounded family man and uh, I got you, girl. I got you. I got you too. All right. That's where the first episode ends. Nice. I, I liked it. I was a little nervous. I'll be honest. I don't know. I was a little nervous for you too. That first five minutes of this show and you're going hard on the J. I was like, all right, let's take it easy here. Well, we made it yeah. and I loved it. I found this very interesting. Yes. Uh, I Me learned too. a lot. Me too. No, I, I liked it because again, not very religious at this point in my life, but it, it is. It's a little nostalgic and it's fun to, to kind of relive my past through these couples and think about it. And yes, I, I enjoyed it greatly. Let me ask you one last question before we tell our friends that we've said it all. Okay. Have you ever dated a Jewish girl? Like, more serious. Yeah, but only in New York City for... (gasps) Was it the girl you were dating at the same time that you were dating me? No, no, this one was before that one. It was only for a few weeks, and then I put the kibosh on it. Okay. Yes. Yes. No Shabbat Shalom anymore? No. Okay. No Shabbat Shalom. Okay. Is that all your questions for oh, me? Oh, all the questions for now. All right. Um, that is it. That is episode one. Thank you guys for listening. Oh, we didn't even do like housekeeping in the beginning. We were just so excited because it felt like Patreon. This is, I feel like this is almost like a bonus bonus. Yeah, that's cool. Let's, we'll save it to the end if you guys made it this far. Um, follow us on Instagram at Married to Reality Pod. It's a good time over there. Message us, share your thoughts. Let us know, uh, you know, what's going on with you. Um, yeah. We do some memes sometimes. We share news. So at Married to Reality Pod on Instagram. We're also on Patreon. We're doing Love and Paradise. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. It's a good time. Make sure you follow the podcast because when we do fun things like this and just drop random bonuses, you're going to want to make sure you're following so you get them. Absolutely. Super easy to follow the podcast. Look down, smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as this show. You got that right. Because I found it very hot. And if you'd like, if you could leave us a review, that would be awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. There we go. Mazel tov, Teresa. Mazel tov. I think we've said it all for this one. As we said, we'll be dropping four episodes a week. And then after two weeks, you'll have them all. Ah. There you go. I think I've said it all. Have you said I've it said all? I've said it all. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Very soon. Like tomorrow. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.